Hi, everybody. It's John Dickerson. Welcome or welcome back to the Connection Point podcast. At the end of this episode, I'd encourage you to take a moment and check out cp.news on your web browser. Connection Point is a church that is fully online, and you can follow Jesus one day at a time from anywhere in the world with us. Well, I pray this message inspires you and challenges you today to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Well, hey folks, Merry Christmas, and I hope you're staying warm. My goodness, this has been a really cold couple days. So uh, cozy up with a good blanket or maybe some good friends and some good family. I'd love just to spend a little bit of time together uh, in God's Word. And uh, you might have already read the Christmas story together this morning, but uh, we'll double back around that and enjoy a little bit of time together. Um, I was in line at the coffee shop uh, a little while ago, and a handful of people in line in front of me, there was a, there was a mom. And this mom was holding her baby boy in her hands. Now, this baby boy caught my attention because he was probably oh, a toddler, maybe two years old, but this baby boy had the biggest head that you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, this was a tremendous melon on a toothpick. This is a giant kid head. There were planets orbiting around this kid's head. You've seen that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark with the giant boulder that chases Indiana Jones down. That's what this kid's head looked like coming at the mom. And what made it even more fun is the kid was having a blast because he was leaning back with that huge melon of his and trying to headbutt his mom. And she must have been used to this, must have been a normal part for her because she was really good at dodging the huge melon. Every time the kid would come in hot, she would just dodge the other way. It was, it was fantastic. So all of us in line are fully enamored with this thing. And uh, all of a sudden, she kind of diverts her attention for a brief, brief moment. And the little boy landed a headbutt right on the mom's jaw. We heard like a crack and everybody in line went, whoa, this is awesome. We, we thought it was cool. The mom didn't think it was cool. The mom, her expression changed. In an instant, the mom went from kind of nonchalant and tolerating and loving to all of a sudden, it was like fire was going to shoot from her eye sockets. She, she held her little boy and her expression changed. And she said, you just hurt mommy. Do not hurt mommy. Please stop headbutting mommy. The little boy's expression changed. All of a sudden, his face crinkled up and he went, <laughs> Okay, I I won't hurt mommy. I promise. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't hurt mommy. No more headbutting mommy. And she said, "Good. Stop it. Enough with the headbutting." She turned to place her order there at the coffee shop, and the kid leaned back and got her right in the face one more time. The whole line erupted in laughter and oohs and ahs. Some even applauded, but. It was one of those crazy moments that you just can't believe you're getting to watch. 
But then it just kind of made me think a few hours later, driving around, and I just thought, you know what? Every single one of us are prone to headbutt mommy. You know what I mean? I mean, we're all prone to do things that hurt other people, hurt ourselves, maybe even hurt our relationship with God. We're all prone to headbutt God. And sometimes we do it when we're intentional. We know what we're doing. There's other times where we do it. We don't really know. We're just kind of ignorant. We stumbled it. We didn't mean to, but we did it anyway. Here's the good news. The beautiful news of this whole thing is this. When we hurt others, we hurt ourselves, even when we hurt God. He loves us anyway. He loves you anyway. No matter how many times you've headbutt him, hurt him, disobeyed him. He loves you anyway. He still wants to pursue you. He still wants to be in a relationship with you. To me, that's unexpected. It's really unexpected behavior, right? When when somebody maybe has done you wrong and uh, you treat them nice back, even though they didn't deserve it, I bet that's unexpected for them probably the same the other way around. Maybe you've had that moment where somebody, uh, you've done them wrong and they still pursued you. They were still nice to you. They were kind to you, even though you hadn't been to them. That's, that's that unexpected behavior. And I, I look at how God is, and there's so much about him that's unexpected, but how he came to planet earth in the person and the work of Jesus is one of the most unexpected things to me about the character and nature of God. And and what I think is this, how he came actually tells us a lot about what he's like. How, How God arrived on planet earth actually tells us an awful lot about what he's like. Side note, we'll get into later. I think it tells us a better way forward for how you and I could operate too. But first, how God came. I mean, this is the Christmas story. This is what Christmas is all about. We're celebrating a moment in history where God came to be with us, where God gave up the privileges of heaven and he took on flesh, became human like us in every way, in the person of Jesus, yet was without sin. He's all God and he's all man in this crazy mixture in Jesus. And how he came was so unexpected. And yet it tells us so much of what we need to know about the character and nature of Jesus, about the character and nature of God, how he came. In Luke, Luke chapter 2, In your Bible, we get a little glimpse of the coming of Jesus. It's Christmas. And this particular moment in history, uh, there's a census being taken uh, throughout Israel. And everybody needed to go to the hometown of their ancestry to register for the census. And so Joseph, his earthly dad, and Mary, his earthly mom, Uh, that was pregnant with Jesus, even though it was the Holy Spirit that had given her the baby, not Joseph. Mary and Joseph have to make this trek. 
And that's where we jump in. Luke chapter 2, verse 3. It says this, And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him up in cloths and placed him in a manger. They're in a stable. A manger was basically like a feeding trough for the animals. They had to go there because there was no guest room available for them. Now, the arrival of King Jesus, God in the flesh, the Messiah that was predicted in the Old Testament, the arrival of God on earth, you'd think, would be through rich people or powerful people or influential people, or there would be a laser light spectacular announcing the arrival or whatever. And yet, how God chose to come through Jesus, super unexpected. Well, how did he come? He came really lowly. He came really gently. He came unexpectedly through a teenage girl. She didn't have any special pedigree. What she had was a good heart. He he didn't come with a whole bunch of pageantry and fanfare. He didn't come in a royal palace. In fact, when they go to Bethlehem, all the inns are full. There's no vacancy. And while the world slept, they had to go out to the stables and go into a basically a hollowed out cave that the animals were kept in. And there, a teenage mom gives birth in a stable surrounded by animals, dust around wondering what in the world, God, are you doing? This is all so unexpected. It's the craziest set of circumstances that God would come in this really lowly, gentle, unexpected, if you're sleeping, you'll miss it sort of way. But it tells us an awful lot about God. I love things and and people that are kind of that way, that are gentle and that are humble and that kind of come at you with unexpected qualities and characteristics. Like uh, I went to the zoo, our Indianapolis Zoo. I'm new to the town and I, we've been a bunch of times. I, I love it there. See, my, my, my whole family, we love apes. We love monkeys. And we had no clue that uh, there was a huge orangutan exhibit. Kids, have you been there? Kids, have you been to that Indianapolis Zoo? You have? That's so cool because our favorite thing, when we went in, right in the middle of the zoo, it's that big orangutan exhibit. I've never seen anything like it. My kids had to get an orangutan stuffy to bring home. But my favorite part was I didn't really know what to expect because they just seemed big and strong. And if I saw one out and about, I'd think that they were kind of scary. But we went up and, and they're right there. And one came right up to the glass. And she leaned against the glass and was just kind of looking at us. And my son leaned in to to take a picture. Uh, I I got out my phone and and took a picture of my boy 
and she seemed to like it because right after I took the photo, she started to gesture at me. I didn't really know what she was talking about. I couldn't hear her through the glass or she wasn't really saying it. She's just gesturing. And then I realized she wanted to see the picture that I had taken of her. And so I, I turned it around and I showed her the picture. And she looked at me and she looked at the picture and it was almost like she, she smiled. And she just kind of leaned back. And it was like she would have been content to have my boy sit there on the other side of the glass and just hang out. See, she was unexpected to me for how strong they are. I was blown away at how gentle and, and kind those orangutans seem to be. You know, it's crazy to compare God to a monkey. <laughs> crazy to compare God to some great ape. But you know, our God is the strongest in all creation. There's no one, no thing who's stronger than our God. And yet, unexpectedly, he is simultaneously the most humble, gentle, kind, approachable one you could possibly imagine. We see it in the Christmas story. You see it in how he came in this unexpected, lowly, gentle fashion. You see it in Jesus. In Philippians chapter 2, God talks about Jesus and describes Jesus this way. You get to the heart of his humility and his gentleness. In Philippians chapter 2, it starts to describe in verse 5 and 6 this attitude of Jesus. Verse 6 says, Who, although was very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. That's unexpected. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. That's our Jesus. That's so unexpected to me that God would take on flesh and then come gently, come humbly, come to serve, not to be served, come to lay down his life for his creation. Man, that gives me chills. That's the ultimate unexpected behavior for me. And I'll tell you this, when I'm hurting or I'm struggling, maybe you're this way too, what are the types of people that you want to go to? If you're hurting or you're struggling, do you want to go to somebody that's really unapproachable or prideful or arrogant or standoffish? Do you want to go to somebody that appears like they've never struggled with anything in their life before? No. When I'm hurting and, and I'm struggling, I, I really am drawn to people who are humble and gentle, who are approachable. And that's why I think I'm so drawn to Jesus, because even though he's very nature God, he's also unexpectedly humble. And I just know that his heart is to serve even somebody like me, even you. And that's why I love this unexpected quality of, of our Jesus. 
And that is unexpected about his character. But according to the Bible, it's also a better way forward for me and you to live. And so whether you're like a kid in the household or you're an adult or you're a grandparent, maybe you're a single person, maybe you're a newly married couple, maybe you're with just friends this holiday, a real better way forward is to kind of unexpectedly walk as Jesus walked. The more humble, gentle, meek, kind of lowly, or just flat out selfless that you and I are with each other, the way that Jesus was to us, the better. That's a better way forward if we walk and act and talk like Jesus. And in fact, the verses in Philippians chapter two, right before the ones I just read, they talk about how we're to have in our relationships with each other, the same attitude as that of Jesus. And it's just better for all of us. I think you'll, I think you'll agree. Listen, this is the encouragement for me and you patterned after Jesus. Verse three says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. That's a good word, right? In other words, don't be selfish. I know it's easier said than done, but that's the first advice. That's the first attitude of Jesus. Don't be selfish. Jesus wasn't selfish. He was selfless. And, you know, pride, pride always separates people, but humility gentleness, that always brings people together. So if you want to have good relationships, then don't be selfish. He goes on next and he says, rather in humility, value others better than yourselves. That's also a super good word, real practical. It's an attitude of Jesus. Was he humble enough to value others better than himself? Yeah. Now, here's the truth. Kids, listen up on this one. Nobody here, nobody in your house, nobody in your school, adults, nobody that you work with, nobody in your neighborhood, nobody that's a different race than you, a different amount of money than you, different job, different skills than you, nobody is better than anybody else. But what the Bible's saying here is, what if we treated each other? as if the other people were better. Wouldn't that make a difference in your relationships? Wouldn't our whole world be better if everybody was humble and treated each other, valued each other as if the other one were better? It would be a huge game changer. Guess who modeled it best? Jesus, unexpectedly. That's mind blowing to me. So don't be selfish. Value others better than yourselves. And then lastly, he says this, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. You want to have good relationships and really share another attitude that Jesus shared with us? Then look out for each other's interests. You know what? In order to figure out what your friends or your family's interests are, you might need to listen more than you talk. And that's a real deal. It's hard to listen. But when you have good relationships, you'll find somebody that's willing to listen, willing to slow down and put themselves out of the center and instead go, what's going on in your world? What makes you excited? What are you dreaming about? 
what's hurting you. Be a good listener. Don't be selfish. Value others better than yourselves. This is the attitude of Jesus. That's unexpectedly what God demonstrated toward us. And that's what we should demonstrate toward each other. You know, I was researching about orangutans. And it's not just me that likes them. Because I started Googling about them. And you can. You know, there's stories about how compassionate orangutans are. There's a handful of animals in the animal kingdom who are actually compassionate and empathetic. It turns out that what I experienced there at the zoo with my boy and taking the picture, that wasn't just a one-off. As a species, they tend to be very compassionate. In a zoo in Japan, there's a 21-year-old orangutan named Happy. And Happy was caught on video trying to share his own food portions with chimps that were in a nearby cage. The video caught him reaching his long orange arm through his bars, giving up his own food and then throwing it over to the cage that the chimps were in that were kind of begging for more food. So despite happy not really being shown much empathy by the zookeepers that had put him in a cage and not despite the whole thing of, of here is this great ape who never would really cross paths with a chimpanzee in the wild. It didn't matter. Something in happy said, I'll share with you. And he continues to make a habit of sharing his food with these chimpanzees. Now again, that's just crazy to me. I like looking for these life lessons out there. They're all over the place. They're in your family. They're out when you're driving around. They're in creation. They're in animals. You, you can find all sorts of little moments where you go, gosh, God, thanks for showing us a little bit of a window. In this case, through, through an orangutan. You know, God despite the fact that he was God and didn't ever need to interact with his creation, unexpectedly, he chose to interact. And, and despite us not treating Jesus well, he continued to share not just food rations, but he shared his whole life and he gave his life for me and you. Man, you guys, I am hope you're encouraged this Christmas by a God that loves you more than you could possibly imagine, a God that is so incredibly selfless that he gave his one and only son who came gently, humbly to show you and I what love is like, how much God loves you, and a way, honestly, for us to love each other. So Merry Christmas, you guys. Be selfless today. As you open gifts or share a meal or go take a walk together or huddle up and try not to freeze to death. Have a great, great Merry Christmas. Know that we love you here at Connection Point. God loves you way more than we ever could. God bless. So gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you care for us. We thank you that you sent Jesus for us. We thank you for this Christmas day, a day to remember how you came and the lessons that that taught us about 
what you value and what you're like and the lengths that you would go for relationship with us. Help us in our relationships with each other have the same attitude that Jesus showed to us. We love you. Thank you for loving us first. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. Well, if today's episode encouraged you or helped you in any way, we would invite you to keep following Jesus with us. We send out a daily video text devotional. You can receive that and you can learn how to gather with us online or in person for our weekend services. All of that is available over at cp.news. That's the letter C, the letter P.news on your phone or desktop or tablet browser. Thanks again for joining us and please join me again next week for the Connection Point Podcast.